and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this month's show, we're going to be talking about a big finish story, and it's a 10th Doctor and uh, Donna story. And this time, we're going to be talking about Time Reaver. Uh, but first, as usual, let's have a look at what the news and basically what's been out since you've been away. Because we've been away for, well, it seems to be quite a long time, actually, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of forgot what we actually what we actually do here, but uh, yeah, because we we had a sort of bit a bit of a an extended break uh, recording because uh, we had the commentary. Then there was a, another video podcast came out as well, so it was uh, yeah. It, it, we should have done time breather last month, shouldn't we? Yeah, I, I'd like to say it's because I've been off around the world, and obviously not because of the situation. <laughs> Well, of course, I think the last time we recorded, we're well and truly in lockdown. As we record now, we're we're sort of more or less sort of coming out of it, aren't we? Yeah. Before we go straight back in it again. <laughs> yeah, I think so. To be oh, honest, I haven't really changed much in my terms of what I'm doing since since March. So it's lockdown the funny in thing March. Is, yeah, then neither have I. To be honest, because I've, I've I've been I have been at work anyway, and it, I'm working from home occasionally, and that's you know it's still the same. Yeah. So yeah, it hasn't really changed, but uh, there's just a lot more people about. And do you know, what? I quite like the lockdown, if I'm honest. Yeah, there was less people about, less cars on the road. It was it was quite pleasant. Yeah. So if there is a second lockdown, I I won't mind to be honest. I really won't. But uh, anyway, the news, Paul. The news. Yes. Right. Okay. So um, now obviously one of the um big questions that everyone's been sort of asking themselves, and I don't know really why, but because I think the answer is quite obvious, is uh, what's going to happen with the next series of Doctor Who? Now, the um, few sort of days, weeks ago, whenever it was now, um, the BBC Wales director, uh, director sorry, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Rodri Talfan davies um, has basically sort of cast out whether that can be actually done, because he said it can't be made to the current standard under social distancing. Um now, to be honest, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out, really, does it? It no. can't be made. No. Now, I think the because it, the amount of people it involves such a massive crew, and I think it's just like freelance people, um, and it, it, it's like they just can't make it to the standard that, that it's usually made. I'm quite happy to to just wait. We've got the Christmas special coming up because, well, they already made that last. They made that last year, actually, hadn't they? So, well, fortunately. Yeah. So it's not going to be it's not going to be a, a total Doctor Who drought, but um, yeah. So it does make you wonder when Doctor Who will return to our screens. I reckon, well, twenty twenty two at the earliest, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'd have thought so. Uh, can't see it really being done any other t- any earlier than that. No, I can't. I can't. But uh, I think they have that as usual. Um, there have been sort of the, the, the usual dissenting voices out there basically saying, well, you know, if um, if Big Finish can put out content, why can't the BBC? Um, well, yeah, figure that one out for yourselves, really. You know, Christ. I mean, like, I could sort of try and remake the, the three Doctors with them all trapped in their own time bubble. Well, they could do. Or the five Doctors, whatever. <laughs> Either two doctors, any any one of them really that they, they could recreate, but uh... but you know, I mean, sort of from the point of view of you know, they're all like William Hartnell just sitting there in the Teddy V screen going, "Hello, <laughs> can you hear I was, me?" I was the um, I was, uh, as the legend had it, all sitting filming filming in their garages. <laughs> yeah, which wasn't true. 
He did not film that scene in his garage. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's just a foregone conclusion, and it, it's the same for a, a, a lot of TV um, that just isn't getting made at the moment. They can't. I mean, I've, I've, know, I, I, I mean, it's either that or they just have to break out the CSR, don't they? And start trying well, exactly, exactly. We just have to have the CSO kitchen again, won't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, it, you, you are right. They they could do it on green screen. They don't have to be in the same room as each other if you if you film it on the green screen. To be honest, it's uh, it is doable, but expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Um, yeah. So I think people who try to compare this to making an, a story in audio format, um, I think need to fully understand what it, what actually goes into making a TV show. Seriously. But, yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm. What well, it is, what it is, really. There's, there's not much you can do about it. So, I mean, you know, you, you still got big fish. You still got your DVD. You still got your Blu-rays. So, there's plenty there to keep you entertained. Yeah. I'd say. Uh, yeah. If, if you want sort of audio only, then just have to go to get big finish stuff. It's yeah. It's easy as that. Easy yeah. as that, really. But uh, yeah, I think the other, cause the other things are big finish. Um, changing the way they. Um, they release their material now to, to make it easier for people to sort of uh, just sort of just start listening at any any point with this new series. It's not I don't know how that's going to work out as such, um, but yeah, it, they're making changes to, to, to their monthly content or something. So I don't really know what how what difference that actually makes at the moment, but but apparently it makes it easier for people. The way they're doing it makes it easier for people to get on board with Big Finish, right? Especially in, in the Doctor Who range, but. Um, well, we've just yeah, well, used we... to, we jump in and out, don't we? At random. Well, points. exactly. So, I think, so it was I never, think that... it's never stopped us. It hasn't really, has it? I think yes. There are certain stories. I think you have to listen to them in order. Um, and I think we have listened to the occasional one that's been out of order. Yeah. Um, now and again, but uh, as, as you say, it hasn't stopped us, has it? No. No. Just carry on. Just carry on with it. But. Uh... So anyway, talking of Big Finish, uh, there's going to be a new wrestle on. Um, it's going to be a, a new Doctor Who spin-off, and it's a Richard Armitage. Um, now I think people might be familiar with it, Richard Armitage as, as being in um, Spooks. Um, he's also in uh, a small role in uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, but also played um, Thorin in the Hobbit films as well. So I, I suppose it's quite a um, I don't know, quite a coup, really. He's, he's, he's what you yeah. describe him, a bit of a, a brooding actor, yes. actually. You know, people might, might call smouldering, even, I would say. So it's an, it's an interesting um, interesting choice uh, to, to, to play Rassilon. So I don't really know what this is um, what this is going to be, but is it going to be um, <laughs> something else that people have a trouble getting on board with? Because it, I think it appears to um, form part of their Time War yeah. series. I've got a funny feeling, but uh, yeah, so it doesn't feature the Doctor or anything like that. It is a sort of like another another spin-off, but uh, yeah, interesting though. I mean, they they keep sort of you know keep this going, don't they? Um, and filling the gaps that the TV show uh, never bothered to cover with things like the Time War, um, which yeah. would be far too expensive, I think, to do on television. Really yeah, would no. be. No, it's just they, they they've got plenty of scope and time to be able to cover different stories, haven't they? Yes. Exactly. Without, without it becoming all encompassing their schedules. 
Well, what's um, interesting here, he says that um, he, he said he grew up with with Doctor Who, and he said Tom Baker was his doctor. So um, he says he tried to do wrestling in a little bit of what makes it a little bit Tom Baker esque, right? Which is interesting. Mm. So I'd, I'd like to know how that's gonna turn out. But you can probably hear a review of that in about twenty years' time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be around to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's going to, it's going to be a while before we get to any of that because we've, we've still got so much Doctor Who content to get through, as you'll as you'll find out later on. Yes. But uh, now we have to come to some sad news, actually, uh, because we had a couple of um, people connected to Doctor Who who have unfortunately uh, passed away since we've uh, since we last been on air. And uh, now, first up, we have the actor Philip Latham. Um, who's uh, recently passed away, I think, at the age of 91. Um, now, for those of you, most of you will know him as Lord President Barusa um, from the anniversary special, The Five Doctors, way back in 1983. And, of course, he, he was another in the long line of uh, Time Lords known to uh, known to us who became evil the moment they became president. Um, but also, he was in um, a number of other things, and I think for, for someone of well, sort of Paul and I's... Um, generation there was a, a program called the cedar tree um that was on sort of afternoons on itv um seemed to, it always seemed to be on but uh it's never been repeated i don't think actually but it's also been things like jesus of nazareth the avengers ufo the saint may gray um how how house of Holiday professionals so on and so on but um he was in another um a classic hammer horror film from 1966 dracula prince of darkness um, he played the uh, character of Clove, who was uh, Dracula's uh, manservant, uh, who actually brought Dracula back to life. And I think the same character, Clove, is actually played by um, Patrick Troughton um, later on. I think it's in Dracula Risen from the Grave, I think. I think that was the... Uh, there were so many of them, I always, always get the, the names wrong. But uh, but I say, 91, um, as I say, even in so many, so many different things, uh, just, you're just one of those, um, those faces uh, that you all seem to recognise, but maybe you... You know, you couldn't put a name to. Um, now, also, unfortunately, we have to report that the actor and uh, rights activist Lewis Mahoney has uh, unfortunately passed away um, at the age of 81. Now, for those of you, um, you should remember Lewis Mahoney. Um, he, he was in Doctor Who three times, actually. He was, uh, first of all, he was in Frontier in Space as a newscaster. Uh, then he was in Planet of Evil as the character of Ponty. And then lastly, and probably most famously, he was also in Blink um, as well um, as um, the older uh, Billy Shipton. So, um, yes, 81, 81 indeed. So, no, but he has been, again, a very long and uh, very career. Um, he was in the Royal Shakespeare Society, also worked at the, the Royal National Theatre, the Young Vit, the Royal Court Almeida. Um, so yeah, very very sort of well, well known in those air, uh, those sort of um, circles. But it's also again more classic um, television. You know, putting uh, Doctor Who to one side. Um, so things like Danger Man, Dixon of Doc Green, Zed Cars, a Special Branch, um, The Professionals. Yes, Prime Minister Bergerac, The Bill, Casualty, Holby City, um, and of course I think I think the other role a lot of people know him from uh, would be Forty Towers. Um, so, um, but. Also another sort of hammer horror uh, connection as well. He's also in the film The Plague of Zombies. So, um, as I say, he's had a very, very long and uh, very career. And as I say, he was also a, um, a, a long-standing campaigner for racial equality within the acting profession um, as well. So um, I think he's, he's 
probably sort of uh, well known uh, amongst the acting community um, for, for his work there. So, so very sad anyway, but he's saying, you know, age of 81. Um, actually, I'll say the age of 81. It, the, the older we get, Paul, it seems sort of like, that's quite young, really. I oh, know, I oh, know. <laughs> yeah, if you go back and listen to the, the first couple of episodes of this podcast, if we do a, a, a someone's obituary or whatever, no, we're we'll say seventy six. Oh, we had a good innings. <laughs> now that's yeah, exactly. So young, exactly. And now you're fifty, and I'm rapidly approaching fifty. It's now yeah, yeah eighty one's no age. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, there's no bloody uh, no bloody time machine for us, is there? So, no. but, uh, anyway, anyway, folks, uh, that's it for the news. Really, I so said there's not there's not a lot. I know we've been away for a long time, but there's not a lot to talk about because no. there's nothing being made at the moment. So no. Go figure, go figure. So coming up next then, uh, we're going to be talking about Time River from Big Finish. So for another week then, or sorry, another month then, that was the news. everybody it is big finish time and as we said previously we're going to be talking about uh time reaver uh, written by jenny colgan and uh, let's have a quick listen to the trailer ah there it is vagabond's reach tavern of taverns most feared social environment in the galaxy you've never been up sugar hut on a tuesday you don't know everything about me ready is this the front door they don't even have bouncers yeah, basically think of them all as bouncers everybody so this one was released in may 2016 and uh of course during our discussion there will of course be spoilers so you haven't heard this one before please switch off go listen to it and then come back to us when you have okay so you you have been warned so uh so paul what did you think of this one um i wasn't sure at first i thought it was just a bit too uh loud and quick mm. when I first heard it but listen to it again today and I quite enjoyed it I think yeah it's um a very sort of archetypal kind of 10th Doctor story really isn't yeah. it yeah I mean th- that is the thing actually to, to, in saying that it is it has definitely got the essence of the the 10th Doctor TV series going through it it's, it's not out yes. of place it's not out of place with that no, certainly not. Certainly and, not. And, and and kind of chase the highlight of it is um, David Tennant and Catherine Tate how they bounce off each other. Yes, they they, they certainly captured that or recaptured, I should say. Um, yeah, the, the, their sort of relationship they had on screen. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I think Catherine Tate's brilliant. Actually, yeah. I think she's. Um, I think everyone sort of. Still thinks of her really as a as a comedic um, 
actor, actress, whatever you're supposed to say now. Um, but I think she's very good as as, as a serious um, actor, to be honest. I really do. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, actually, having said that, then the bit I'm going to say is just, just from the opening bits where she's just talking about there's got to be a planet of boys. Yes. <laughs> well, that's very Donna, isn't it? Actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's what um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's just totally and plays that, and you can just yeah, don't feel there's any sense that that's not as out of keeping with her at all. Now, what what had we missed something prior? Um to this story with her trying to find something to wear in the title all she could find was wench costumes um, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the what the joke was with that was there an in joke there somewhere uh, not sure necessarily or whether it was just that she wanted to go to a, a planet of boys and that was what she felt was the, <laughs> the most appropriate. I just like the fact it's she says it's all your size. <laughs> See if that, 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 that leads her to an interesting thought. It does, doesn't it, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, even, even the women's clothes are only don't we're all skinny size. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's an that's a, another story for another time, I think. Actually, but uh, yeah, it's, yes, um, we we never saw what you what you did during those long long times between between the four knocks. Didn't he? And, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I have a funny thing. This was post Rose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, I, I'd, I'd say I, I do. I've always did like the tenth Doctor and, and Donna um, yeah. relationship, actually, and and I think. Um, putting Bill Potts to one side, she's you know one of my um, sort of favourite companions of when it, of the show when it got relaunched. Really, because I, th- I think that you know the, the character's brilliant, um, edged out by Bill Potts. I think Bill Potts is a fantastic character, and I, and I hope that Pearl Mackey will, will come back to Big Finish. As I come back, just just go to Big Finish at some point and recreate that character. Um, she she was she was actually the perfect companion. To David Tennant's Doctor, who had yes. a tendency to to be all anti brilliant, there is and she, an element, and she of just this. had that right amount of, you know, who do you think you are, sort of thing. To yeah, him. yeah. So, um, th- there was one thing I was going to say uh, about this. Actually, is the tenth Doctor, and uh, I don't know if you, you felt the same way, but his levels of arrogance in in this story um sort of rivaled the third doctor in some especially when, when he's talking to um soren not soren roan sorry yeah he's very very dismissive and and right it's like shut up i'm in charge now kind of thing and again a, a very very sort of that tenth doctor brashness but I also found a sort of quite a level of arrogance this time as well yeah which, and yeah, yeah, the arrogance that he just walked down into the, uh, the, the main. I was going to say hiding place, but it wasn't really a hiding place of the, of the of the villains, and just walk no, in there and it. sort it yeah. out, sort of thing. Was, yeah. Yeah, I thought no, it was it was very yeah. I did enjoy their um, their, their sort of relationship, but uh, what about the actual sort of story itself? Because it is a very very simple story and obviously it's told over that same 
kind of 45 minute format um is this one's actually an hour but um not too dissimilar to how doctor who's made on the telly so it's a contained story um did did you did you feel it was it was a in depth or, or quite a, a sort of a a slight plot to this one um yes i think that it, it would have been good to have had a bit more time to look into um, the fact that this race was dying. Yeah. Uh, the relationship between the father and daughter and such, which sort of just went so quickly, it just didn't really give you time to register. No, it, yeah, you're right, it didn't. It didn't, unfortunately. Um, didn't. I, th- I think to a certain extent we perhaps could have done, perhaps with a bit less of the, 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 the jokiness around the Doctor and Donna, because that did actually take up quite a bit of the beginning before you actually got to any story. Yeah, it, yeah, it did. I mean, having said, I said um, I liked it, but but then that's the trade-off, isn't it? I enjoyed that, but it then comes as a if you're only if you're only doing an hour-long uh, episode, then that comes mm. at a trade-off to to actually getting into depth of other characters. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, all, all the other characters are pretty two-dimensional. Well, they are. I mean, especially the. Um, I mean, if you go through, sort of like you know, the, the, was it the the, the Sintians, um, yeah. Especially the the cats of Ron and, and and Cora, as you say, they're very two dimensional. It's quite a sort of a, a, a cliched um, sort of plot device, really, where you, you've got the. <laughs> so the, it's almost like the the daughter wants to get a sort of her father's attention, so does something rash. Yeah. Um, not realizing what what she's done, and yeah, it, it sort of yeah, and sort of I don't, I don't want to go into too many spoilers in this actually, but no. um, this yeah, is, this it, is where I was sort of I think, think yeah, it, it's, I, it's I, very I, very cliched, and and he's the one who developed the the, the sort of like the, the the MacGuffin of the plot, really not the MacGuffin really, but the the time reaver, yeah, um, weapons, which aren't really designed as a weapon, are they? No, and that's why she doesn't realise they are. Yeah, um, it is, and I just don't. But I don't necessarily see. It just seemed to be. You needed more of her story. You needed more of the, of the, of the plight of the their their people and their planet, and you needed more of her story. So I think to have brought some depth to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it, right. it does come across as a very it, yeah, it is a stupid. I think that's the whole point. It was a stupid thing to do, but there wasn't. Mm. I don't feel it. It captured or got across enough of her motivations for doing so, other than no. you know, once wanting to do yeah. something to get her father's attention, really. Yeah, and and to be honest, Roan's character was just too ineffectual as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you never. Well, I, mean... I think that was that supposed to be a thing of the Vicentians anyway, because they they were sort of so tied up in rules and regulations, and even though they were trying to police this planet, they couldn't do it without like filling out a chip, basically, could they? But 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 the captain was quite authoritative. So the fact that he just doesn't seem to be in charge at all. No. Was you know I don't know why 
that whether it was supposed to be that he was so world weary and was doing something and had been doing something, you know, so sad for for the loss of his what was going to be the loss of his people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it seems, yeah, it just it, you never really got that feeling that he was doing much in this. No, exactly, exactly. Um, then, of course, you, you get to the the, the villains of, of of the piece, in particular Gully, who is this sort of sort of octopus, yeah, thing of sort of like alien. Um, now, when I first heard it, I thought. No, obviously, with with this audio, you have to you have to look this up. They don't announce the cast, do they? Like they're doing no. another big finish story, so you, you don't know who who who's starring in this at all. Um, and to be honest, I thought it was Nabil Shaban. Right. Actually, cause I thought it was. It sounded exactly like Sill, even down to the the the, the, the intonations of, of of certain words. It sounded, and, it, and I, I was surprised to find out it wasn't. Yeah. Um. And I, really, and I really did think it, it was it was Nabil Shaban who, who was who was who was playing this character. He's even sort of like the voc these um, the vocal effects sounded like Sill as well. So did you find that as well? Was it was it just just me that? Um, no, you've said. I mean, I don't think it necessarily hit me particularly that. But then, yeah, thinking about it, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I just sort of think is it supposed to be some sort of related species or, or something like that. No, I think, I, they, I, they, I, think, they, I think there's I think only so many... They just sounded similar. I, was, <laughs> I don't think there's only so many voices you can do for a Doctor Who villain. Yeah, you I think you're them. right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're playing other characters in the... Um, in the episode as well. I suspect there's a tendency to push to extremes with accents. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, because so so well, a lot of the actors in this did double up on the voices, didn't they? Yeah. L- looking at this here, actually. Um, it's, uh, yeah, because you've obviously, you, as Ron, well, you've Dan got Terry Sp- Malloy. Dan, Dan Starfleet seems to do. Yeah. I was going to say, you've got the, Terry Malloy as, as, as Ron, which I didn't recognise again until no. um, I read the cast list afterwards. Um, but sorry, yeah, you, you were going to, you're saying something there, Paul, sorry. And I was going to say, yeah, and Dan Starkey seems to have played everybody else other than. Yeah, exactly. The credited he characters. The, so. Yeah, he played Dawn, a busker, receptionist, and robot voices. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Terry Malloy played another character, Florian, as well. But um, yeah, now it was uh, now the, the other cat, Soren. Um, that name rings a bell, or is it just because it's been used as another name in Doctor Who? Uh. Yeah, maybe just because it's been used as another name in Doctor Who, I think. Wasn't that the no, no, oh this gonna I'm after I hand my my Doctor Who badge in. Um, wasn't Soren the um, Philip Maddox character in? Yeah, um, that that that's where my mind was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. <clears throat> That's uh yeah. So you say that everything was pretty two sort of two dimensional in the Gully character was it was just uh. Yeah, it was it was just a tentacle thing that could sort of escape me through tunnels. We just wanted this this time reaver weapon. Um, which and, and 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 you sort of there was no then, more motivation other than that, was there really? Yeah, and you don't really know is he a I don't want to say native of of the planet or what? Because Dawn, who was Dawn, who was the other one, was also yeah seemed to be tentacled and. Whatever, well, so yeah, 
I'd but is that just him. because they they've come? You know, there, there's no sort of idea as to other than those the local hood, so to speak. There's yeah. no necessarily in, interest as to where who they are and where they've come from. Well, this is the, the thing because it started out the, the, the gully character was he's sort of like he, he finding lost things, and he and he called Cora a lost thing. Yeah. Um, but then it sort of switches into sort of like a, a gangster. I thought it was just some sort of. Um, how can I describe it? Um, I well, he, it best, best he, sort of, he, he sort of went from... He started off almost like a Fagin character, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then basically become the underworld leader of the planet. <laughs> which... Yeah, exactly, which I thought was a bit... Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't quite ring true. The way the way the, 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 the character behaved to begin with. Um, yeah. I know that's how, you know... So people get sucked into these kind of things. It's usually faking like characters who who do like pull people into their um, web of crime and everything. But um, but but in that sense, was... you'd have thought there'd have been a person in between. So yeah. you had the faking like character that would latched onto her. Yeah. Like then the dawn the dawn character perhaps should have been yeah. the faking like character. Yeah. 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 The fact that he was the the one she should have been brought to him, I think, rather than him fight found her down. The tunnels. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. We, but then we, again, we, you know, they've only got an hour to work on, and they've got a shorthand. Precisely. And uh, through the episodes. And uh, we're not writers, Paul. <laughs> no. We 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 must remember that we're not writers. <laughs> well, well, I, I think, think it's only at the time when we're not trying to write that we actually start to believe that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now the actual sort of. Um, I'm gonna keep calling it the, 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 the MacGuffin of, of, of the plot, the, the Time Reaver weapon. Um, I think it's an interesting premise. I, I thought actually to sort of slow down your own life, but it actually has a sort of people getting sort of addicted to it. Yeah. So you do you, it, know, you do it when you're doing something pleasurable. Yeah. To make the moment last. Yeah. So quite, but these are the people who get addicted, addicted to it. So they're basically sort of like nothing more than sort of like skeletons. Yeah, yeah, because because the t- time moves so slowly, they just don't actually inwardly time moves slowly, but outwardly it seems the body continues at the same pace. So pace, exactly. Not, yeah, if you're yeah. not eating, well, it, it was then... obviously that's what happens to a couple of, of characters. You you get there, um, and again, I'm not I'm not going to spoil. To try not to spoil too much here, um, but you get their sort of internal monologue as yeah. obviously tight. Everything around them is has been slowed down, but they're still thinking in normal time. Yeah, um, which really sounds horrible, if I'm honest. So you can see mm. that so obviously these people could see would know something bad was going was happening to them, that they couldn't do anything to get yeah. out of it. Yeah, again, I mean, it comes down to the fact of of what is. What is happening? I mean, to which, to which extent actually the one part of the the, the backstory to, to why they've been de- well, been recreated by them makes sense was yeah. the fact that their planet was dying and they only had so many sunsets, and it was yeah. just to make that last sunset last probably for their own whole lifetimes. Exactly. Yeah. Which again was it was a nice. A nice thing to do, really. Yeah. 
I thought actually, if your whole, if your whole planet's dying, it, it was the thing to bring everybody together in their in in their planet's final moments, which it yeah. was. It was uh, as a, as a motive goes, it, I thought it was quite a quite a nice one. Really, it was just the 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 same with anything; it can be used for, for another purpose, can't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I did, so I did quite like it, and I quite like the idea of actually that the the way the Doctor could get gets rid how how the Doctor gets rid of them. I thought actually worked. Do you know what? That's quite the only well. bit I had a problem with. And, I, and I'm not entirely sure why. It's this whole thing again, I'm a time lord, therefore I can shake off anything like this. I just sleep it off for 20 minutes and that's it. And that's the only bit that didn't work for me, to be honest. I mean, I, I, what, what I suppose there was the fact that if you're somebody that lives for that long, if you're stuck in your own mind for what seems like years, mm. you can probably cope with it. Because you've got a different sense of time anyway. I suppose so. It, it just seemed a bit of a cop-out, if you ask me. I'm not, and again, I'm not going to say how it was a cop-out. I don't want to say I don't want to ruin yeah. too much here. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, that was the only bit that it didn't... I'm not saying it, it was, it was a, a, a a bad resolution to the story. It just didn't quite work as well for me as, as a, perhaps yeah. it did for you. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. that's it, really. Oh, I mean, to be honest, if you're a time lord, you've got a lot of time to think back over things, and you've got a lot of things to think back over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I did like the question, you know, which you, you, you's on your own, you know, just in your head on your own. What was it like, crowded? <laughs> yeah. Quite... <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that line. Yeah, but again, it it does sort of um, sort of tie into um, doesn't it, it? It ties into another story, doesn't it? I can't remember the ending now. It, it does. It does link into a televised story, doesn't it? Oh, when he talks about going to the library. So you want? Yeah, to that's it. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So obviously it's leading up to that. So yeah, I quite like the fact that it just sort of led into um, into that bit. Yeah. Yeah, which I, which I thought was a nice, a nice little, a nice little touch actually. But uh, if you're going to reference a Doctor Who story, make it a good one because that was a good one. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I I did. I enjoyed it. And I would recommend this to, to, to someone, actually. You, you don't have to think too hard about it. You just no. sort of switch it on and listen. And it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's fun, really, to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, like I said, the first time I was a bit... I don't think I was probably listening to it properly the first time. And it was just, no. so, it was just sort of a bit noisy in the back, you know, as much as anything yeah. rather than that. So it yeah. wasn't until today when I actually sat down and listened to it properly at lunchtime. No, no, no. Very oh, good, very right. good. Actually, yeah. yeah, excellent. Well, I thought that's a nice, short and sweet um, review there. I think, Paul. Yes. I think we didn't need to, to labour the point too much. We enjoyed no. it, and I think that that's a good place to um, to, yeah. to leave it. Really, I feel. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I was just short... thinking that actually. So, okay. so on that, you saying it's it's a, it's a slight story. It's like it's quite funny because you just sort of went onto the 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 Tardis Wiki website. Yeah, and it does say plot to be added. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is, that, is that a review? <laughs> oh dear! Uh, do you know what I've noticed that a lot with the Tardis Wiki? It's not very well populated with detail. <laughs> no, well, that's a, I suppose to a certain extent, there's a, there's a question of of what do you when I mean, they do the sort of 
publisher's summary summary but then what do you say if you don't really you don't really actually want to spoil it for people do you so no you don't no where do where do you where do you go with that i think i think it's probably that, better to just leave it as here's the facts of the matter um let's go and listen to it sort of thing although i thought that was the whole plot of a wiki page to be honest which is full of facts and figures uh, whether they are true or not they, yes. they are populated on the page but uh Oh, well. Okay, everybody. So, um, yeah, that sort of just about wraps up uh, this month's episode, uh, really. So, uh, when we return in August, uh, I suppose we're back to a target novelisation again, unless, unless we can think of something else to do in the meantime. Yes. But uh, I don't know. Where, where have we got up to in our tar- uh, target reviews? I can't remember what the last one we did now. Uh, Maldrin Undead. Ah, That's right. So, I, I suppose we're due a sixth Doctor one then, really, aren't we? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Not much to choose from there, is it? <laughs> no. Well, I'll put it this way. There's not much to choose from that you've got in a book form and on DVD. <laughs> um, no, no, I can, I, can prob- I can probably do any one now, really, actually. Oh, you can you can summon one up now, can you? Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, if I want to or not, there's another one. <laughs> Okay, well that's it. That's it. Then, we're, we're, so we'll be doing a, a sixth Doctor target book, and and also the whatever the, the, the DVD is as well, because it's yeah. Uh, as I think so the last time we did one, it's not a strict book review as such, is it? It's just talking about that story in, in its in both formats. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah. So, uh, so, so that's what we're going to be doing um, in August. So, um, you never know; there might be something popping up in between then. I honestly don't know at the moment. It's. Um, well, I'd, we, I think we'd, I'd like to do. I think we'd all like to do more commentaries. Um, obviously, the one I did with our two special guests um, last month went okay. But I think for myself, Paul, and to get Tony back on the podcast as well, it's, it's proved a bit more of a challenge, isn't it? Yes. Yes, we're okay. It's Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Someone yes. needs to go back in time to get to when Tony's computer worked. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we've got to try and sort of we're trying to think of ways to sort of bring him back into the fold, um, but a safe social distance, of course. At the, the, uh, at the moment, the safest bet is how long's a piece of string. Really. It is really, isn't it? Yeah. So, so if we do do any more commentaries, it might be with special guests and uh, um, for the foreseeable future until we can. Um, we can sort of get our uh, get our, our acts together uh, on yes. this on this podcast. So there we go. So uh, until we return, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Who's he?